What is up, Saber Nation? We are back for another episode of Into the Den. My name is Andrew, joined by my brother Austin. As always, how you doing today? Doing good, man. Uh, had a good weekend of hockey, and just moving on to the next week. Get down to business. It was definitely a very entertaining game on Saturday and Sunday, both here and up in Ontario. Unfortunately, the result did not go the way the Sabres would have hoped, of course, but definitely some things to build on and definitely should be looking to get a couple of wins coming up in Long Beach next couple games this weekend. But Austin, what do you have to say about the atmosphere and just the overall performance the Sabres put on on the ice and off the ice this past weekend? I got to say, having even just a few fans in the building absolutely changed the atmosphere of the game. The boys were pumped up. We were pumped up in the scorer's box. The fans that were in attendance were pumped up. Shout out to my guys over at the entrance door, bringing in their own drink, stacking their cans on the glass. You'll love to see that stuff. We had the return of Sammy the Saber. Like I said, he was hyped to be out there. It was good to see him out there once again, out of his long hibernation. As you can see, the fans liked it as well. So we'll definitely be seeing more of Sammy throughout the season. Even though the results didn't go our way for the whole weekend, it was a great time with all the people that did come. So I do urge you to come out to as many games as possible just so we can keep building that fan base and hopefully get everyone in there as soon as possible. Yeah, from my vantage point where I was, I guess I'm to the right of the visitor's bench. And even from there where, you know, I'm kind of deep in the corner of the rink there at Carlsbad Icetown, uh, I could hear the crowd that was there on Saturday night pretty well. Like I could definitely hear those guys right by the entrance door getting rowdy. Like you already shout them out, but yeah. Um, for a nine forty five start that probably started closer to 10. I could not be happier with the turnout that we had for our first game, especially considering it was our first game in Carlsbad, you know, with fans allowed, of course. Um, so a lot of people just didn't know what to expect ourselves included. And I would say that everything went smoothly and I am very excited to get back there next weekend. I believe we're hosting Las Vegas. Oh yeah. Thunderbirds coming to town. And that's always a good series, whether it's the good squad from Las Vegas, or they seem to have not such a good squad as they did in previous years where they kind of dwindle throughout the rest of the year. So we just don't know what to expect when it comes to Las Vegas. But having them in the building, having a different rivalry in, getting the boys amped up, it's just a good way to just keep the season going. And if the boys are amped up, the fans are amped up, the crowd will just feed off of their energy as they will feed off the crowd's energy. And then you have me in the scorer's box trying to keep everyone as pumped up as possible with all the music I'm playing. (laughs) Yeah, always bringing the music, man. Um, but to get the guys really pumped up, I'm sure nothing would do that more than to take a couple games up in Long Beach this weekend. But before we get to that, let's go back to recap exactly what happened this past weekend, starting with Saturday, the home opener. We're going to go period by period here. First period, it ended 2-0 to zero Ontario. Second period, Carson Brown comes in, scores the first goal of the season for the Sabres, gets the assist from Cagney. Third period, Nate Mastroni from Weston Olsen and Trevor Lokes. Then we had, with four minutes left, Marcus Dixon puts in his first goal of the season, assisted by Carson Brown. So two points on the game from Brown. Three to three Sabres at that point with four minutes left. 
And then one minute later, Cole Kershaw comes in for Ontario, puts in the game-winning goal, 4-3 to three, Ontario, the final in the season opener. Philip Poirier started the net, 36 saves. Ontario had 22 penalty minutes compared to the Sabres, 14. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, there was a lot to build on in this game. I didn't feel at any point that the Sabres were out of it, and they proved it. I mean, they came back from being down 3-1 in the third period. They tied it up 3-3, and then, you know, the dagger comes a minute later. But, you know, there's no reason to hang their head low after that loss, even though it was at home, even though it was the season opener, even though it was against Ontario. It is what it is, and you got to brush that one off, right? Yeah, exactly. I was telling the boys in the locker room after the game, I was telling them, hey, don't beat yourself up over this loss or anything. You guys are looking amazing on the ice. If you were able to catch any of the games that were streamed last year and able to see a game this year, you can instantly tell the difference on the ice. These guys are faster. These guys are more resilient. These guys are willing to put their body on the line just to get the puck out of their own defensive zone, let alone score a goal. And like you said, we had Carson Brown opening up the account for the Sabres for this season, coming in on his second year at the Sabres, looking really good out there, leading the charge, getting those assists that he needs and the goal, just out there doing his best Patrick Kane impression. I know he's going to love hearing that one. Uh, But (laughs) like I said, the boys are just looking good. Nothing to be ashamed of with that series at all. Uh, Just for some reason, San Diego sports and the last name Kershaw. We just can't shake it. Yeah, little shout out there. I don't even want to talk about the Padres and the Dodgers right now. But... (laughs) 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 But yeah, it was a great performance by Philip Parr's you know, great performance all weekend. Of course, another one by Justin Lakin in the second game, which we'll get to next. But, you know, 4-3, a couple pucks ended up going off of our own sticks into the back of our own net. And, you know, it it happens. It's hockey. You know, the puck just bounces the wrong way. Sometimes the hockey gods give you the bounces or they don't. And it, for the most part, did not go the Sabres way this weekend, Saturday included. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of missed opportunities on the breakaways there, which uh, I can't fault the players really that much at, out there. A lot of bad bounces. Puck was everywhere on Saturday and Sunday night. So it's not even the ice's fault. It's just the way the puck bounces. Like you said, hockey god just got to be with you that day and just seems like it wasn't swinging in our way that day. If it hadn't have been for those own goals being put in by us, then it'd be a whole different game. Both games were one-point difference. Uh, I know you said we're going to get to the next game shortly, but both games were one point difference. You know, obviously these boys are out there fighting every single game. They want to get that W. So this this next series this weekend against the Shredders is going to be a huge one. Boys are looking for that first dub of the year. And I feel like once they dig that first win of the year, they're just going to keep wanting more and more all season. So you're just going to see these guys get more hungry for a win, more assertive on the ice, ready out there to just put everything on the line. It's going to be a great weekend of hockey, and it's only just going to get better all season. Yeah, that Saturday game, one last thing. First shot of the game, first shot of the season, Luke Avedisian had a great shot, hit the post. It could have been 1-0 Sabres just like that. And if that puck finds the way into the back of the net, you know, the game is 4-4 by the time Kershaw scores that goal with three minutes left in the game. So that would have changed everything right there. Uh, It's just a game of inches. Brush that one off and headed into the game on Sunday with high expectations up in Ontario. Uh, first period there started 1-0 Ontario. Second period, Simon Couture 
finds the back of the net from Carson Brown, again picking up another point. Marcus Dixon picking up another point of his own. Third period, still tied at one at this point. Dylan Travis gets a slap shot. Beautiful Dylan Travis goal signature from Ludwig Nielsen and Jordan MacArthur on the power play. Ontario ties the game with six minutes left, and then we head to overtime. And with 121 into overtime, Cole Kershaw, again, with the game-winning goal, 3-2 to two final, Ontario takes that one up in Ontario. Justin Lakin had 43 saves in this one. Ontario, 35 penalty minutes compared to the Sabres, 25. A questionable ejection call on Marcus Dixon there with a high stick. I, I just feel like with an ejection like that, there has to be intent, and he just missed. And he caught the player up high. And, you know, it's unfortunate to see a guy go down like that. But that could be something that could have really changed this game here in the end when we get into overtime. And obviously all we can say about that is, like I said about the last game, it is what it is. But, you know, that could have made a big difference. And it's unfortunate to see one of our guys go out like that. Yeah, it's definitely weird to see a uh, ejection like that coming from the referees, especially so late after the play stoppage. If you just look at it, the rink was quiet. All you can hear was yelling coming from the benches. The ref never at any point put his arm up indicating any kind of penalty. He was just going for the puck. Uh, swung up. Stick went too high. Accidentally clipped him in, in the head. Obviously was no intent at all. As you can tell by the, the confusion of him getting taken off the ice, as with all of us. But it's just the way things go. And I'm not saying it wasn't an even ground. As you said, Ontario had a lot more penalty minutes than we did. It was by far nowhere near a clean sheet. At oh, all. yeah. They, they already had an ejection of their own at this point. Yeah, precisely. So it it's just a rivalry. You get a lot of penalties. Uh, you just got to hope that a lot of them aren't your penalties. But overall, just looking good against the rival Ontario uh, junior reign. Uh, we'll be following them throughout the season just to see how they're growing, seeing how they're doing against the other teams obviously before we meet up with um, with them again in our next series against them. Uh, but like I said, it's just moving forward on to the next week, back to business. Quick shout out to Justin Lakin, Superman in the net. That man can go anywhere and stop any puck that's coming at him. I think I counted at least four times I caught him doing the splits inside of the net and then hopping right back up and grabbing a puck out of the air. That man is inhuman. Yeah, you love to see it. 43 big saves on the night for him. But overall, the weekend, I think we're just going to chalk that up to a learning experience. Overall, the team can hold their heads high off of those performances without a doubt. And, you know, they can come in confident knowing that they have more than a fighting chance to get some points out of these games. Definitely. They're going to be it's going to be, I think, a high scoring affair against the Long Beach Shredders, formerly known as the Anaheim Avalanche, formerly known as the Ontario Avalanche. You know how it goes. All those different names. Same team. Doesn't matter. Going to walk out with the W. <laughs> yeah, I love the team name mashup for them. We're going to have to make T-shirts or something. <laughs> Recently for the Shredders, they started off the season against Fresno at home. They won their first two games and got smacked in that third game. I believe that one finished 9-1. to one. And then they were traveling up to Lake Tahoe this past weekend, and they were having travel issues I saw on Instagram, and it was cool of Lake Tahoe to accommodate their late arrival I saw. So shout out to Lake Tahoe um, and shout out to Long Beach for sticking it out and making the full trip out there. But after Long Beach got to Lake Tahoe, things didn't go their way at all. 
They were swept in three games and have now lost four games in a row. So these matchups up at Lakewood Ice the next couple days, Friday and Saturday, between the Sabres and the Long Beach Shredders are between two teams that are desperate for wins. The Sabres, of course, haven't got that first win yet, given that they've only played two games to start the season and the Shredders have played a total of five games so far. The Sabres need to start getting some points for the standings. And I will say that getting a point out of the Ontario game on Sunday where they went to overtime, that's a good thing to come away from a game up in Ontario that was highly contested. Getting one point out of that at least was a very good thing for this team. And coming into Long Beach, got to be hoping for a couple W's. Yeah, most definitely. It's all just going to come down to who wants it more. And I wholeheartedly believe that our guys um, are just going to want it more than they do at coming out of there on the ice, especially going into their home arena. I, it just, it's that different feeling being able to spoil their fun in their own arena. And so being able to go in there, do what you do best, put everything you can out on the ice, come out with the dub on top. That's going to be a great way to start off our season. You know, uh, after only playing two games, like you said, it's just going to, be a whole lot better in looking on that uh, win-loss record. If we can just move that up to an even two and two, just keep moving forward, try to get the wins we want this season. Uh, these boys are more than capable of doing the best they can on, on the ice and then some. The only problems I could immediately pick out on the ice, which I talked to a lot of these guys mid-game, and they made the adjustments and it really helped and made a difference in the overall playing of the game. They just got to worry about the puck control, which I know sometimes the puck bounces the wrong way. You just got to know how to scoop that back in. Like I said, not easy, but if you can get it, then you can get yourself out on a breakaway, pass, snipe, selly. You know how the sayings go. Just an easy game. Going to go great for the guys. Can't wait to see it up in Long Beach. Lakewood Ice. Lakewood Ice, Friday and Saturday evenings up in the Long Beach area. All right. Well, now that we've covered everything from this past weekend and what we've got coming up, I think it's time to head to our interviews of the week. So without further ado, we're going to send it over to Jordan MacArthur and Marcus Dixon. It's uh, Jordan and Marcus here. What's up? What's up, boys? How are you doing? Doing good, man. How are you guys doing? Where are you guys at? Uh, Me and Marcus are at the rink right now. We're just taping our sticks and stuff because – we're going on to help out with the practice later tonight. So we're going on about 7.30-ish. Right on. Helping with the kids or what? Yeah, something like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Had to recruit a couple strapping young lads, I suppose. I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I don't like so the boys... uh, undertones behind that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, so why don't you start off with letting everybody know where you're from and who you played for last year. Go ahead, bud. Well, my name's Jordan MacArthur. I'm from Kindersley, Saskatchewan, but uh, I've been playing in Calgary for the past few years. Played at International Hockey Academy with the prep team there last season. We didn't play too much last season, but uh, (laughs) we got a few games in and glad to be out here now, aren't you, Marky? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, my name is Marcus, Marcus Dixon. I'm from Sixagala, Alberta. It's 45 minutes out of Calgary. It's a little reservation. It's my hometown. And uh, I played for International Hockey Academy, same as Jordan. 
but I just played on the varsity team, not the prep. Came down here to play some hockey. How are you enjoying it so far? How are you boys feeling after this past weekend against Ontario? Um, I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty hopeful for this weekend. I mean, it wasn't wasn't uh, the worst upset last weekend, but there's definitely a lot of things that we could have done better. And we know that after this week at practice. So I'm definitely very curious to see how the boys kind of respond to that, see how we go out there this weekend. And uh, but I think it'll be good, though. I think we should have a lot better of a weekend than the previous. And we'll keep building from that every weekend after that, every game. Technically saying everything I got to say here. How would you compare playing in the USPHL here in Cali compared to playing over in Canada? A lot more physical. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a chippier, quicker game out here. There's a lot going on down here that we've never <laughs> really seen before. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, it's hockey. It, hockey's hockey. Anywhere you go, it's all the same. You're, you're, you're out here yeah. on the same pair of skates doing the same jobs. It's just uh, it's yeah. a different environment down here in the Wild West, I guess. Yeah, welcome to the Dirty West, boys. You got to keep your head on a swivel <laughs> at times. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Marcus, I know you took uh, probably your first big – check in juniors <laughs> oh yeah right to the dome <laughs> both of us have already had our first pair of junior hockey bloody chops and uh a couple bumps and bruises i actually played last weekend with uh i don't know if you know this andrew but i had a popped out rib all weekend <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, yeah yeah i remember yeah. Uh, saturday night after the game yeah Oh man, it was late after that game. We were like, Coach, I think I popped a rib or something. Yeah, but I mean, I got it. I got it checked out. It, it hasn't quite gone back into place yet, but we're working on it. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking by next weekend or by this weekend. Sorry, it'll be be a little bit better, a little more comfortable out there. You just need to get checked into the boards, right? Just yeah. once, and then it'll pop Throw right it back in. into place, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the chiropractor spent a good hour <laughs> shoving on my chest, trying to get it to go back, and there was nothing there. Oh, yeah, just probably sitting on the chiropractor table, just like, please don't puncture my lung. Please don't puncture my <laughs> lung right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, boys, uh, let me get out of both of you. Who's a player that you've modeled your game after or just somebody that you watched a lot growing up? What about you, Marcus? Jordan Tutu. Yeah, I was that. Uh, Jordan Tutu. He's big guy on the Reds up there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> He's a little guy, but damn, he can put you on your ass any day. Absolutely. I, uh, the Tutu train rolls in. You don't want to be on the tracks for that one. I think I'd have to go with uh, Max Domi. He took his father's grit and added some skill to it. And he's, uh, he's a good example of an all-around hockey player. He can – you give him the puck anywhere on the ice and he'll do something with it. Yeah, Max Domi, man, he was just a guy where when he got moved, I felt like that was just going to bite them in the ass. And yeah. I feel like it did. I mean, he just yeah. – he was definitely a change of scenery guy. And as soon as he got dealt, I was like, that guy's going to do well. Yeah. Hey, Jordan, I think you got to start uh, modeling after uh, Ryan Revo out there to deal with all these punctured ribs, man. <laughs> yeah, you might have to. You might have to switch it up a bit. Play like a boss. Back in the dirty West, boys. <laughs> yeah, thought I have a solid face. <laughs> I have a solid face. <laughs> so, are you guys both Flames fans then? Oh, I don't know about that question, boss. No. Oh, no. I, uh... no. Well, honestly, that doesn't break my heart, but who, who I, is like... it? 
if anyone's listening to this back home, geez, sorry, boys. <laughs> the flames ain't the best. No, I grew up. Uh, I grew up liking the Oilers, but I love a Flames game though. The Saddle Dome always gets loud. The Dome's always loud though. Yeah, Mark, I'll give her that. Yeah. Is that both of you for Edmonton? Well, what was your team? My team, probably uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Oh yeah, back in the day. Yeah, the Caner, Taves, Duncan Keith, yeah, that yeah. era. Yeah, I was a good Pretty one. solid squad, I'd say. Yeah, when, no when the boys were rolling. No doubt. <laughs> now you got my man, Mark Andre Fleury, out there coming off of the Zena Trophy, man. Yeah, yeah never he's the best at That's crazy. Yeah, here we go now. We're rolling. Roll Sabres. <laughs> Roll Sabres. <laughs> I think this team has a lot more going for them than the Sabres up in Buffalo, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd say so. <laughs> uh, I don't know that the restrictions or anything up where you guys live, but how did you spend your quarantine this time around? I I don't know if you guys were allowed outside more this time than other parts of Canada, but I mean, it it that's a tough conversation because <laughs> there's there's a lot you could get into about that, especially. I bet the Canadian kids would probably have more to say than anybody because <laughs> of uh, kind of what's going on there right now. But Alberta is definitely a, uh, a it's pretty, it's pretty locked down. Yeah. I mean, there's not much you can do with or without a vaccine or, a, or your vaccine passport or whatever. And so I don't, I don't know how everybody's feeling back at home, but uh, I know that I'm, not super pleased with the way things are going down there and i don't know i didn't have a great quarantine in alberta <laughs> there wasn't a, wasn't a whole lot of i mean the summer was good they yeah. they kind of they kind of loosened everything up for quarantining and everything Let everyone in, goes in summer. and you know stampede calgary stampede's always a blast they, <laughs> they we were lucky enough to have that this year but um i don't know it, it wasn't a great quarantine when last hockey season i guess hey, we played six hockey games and after that it was a lot of sitting around not doing anything just trying to stay busy and stay active try to play hockey every day but it uh it wasn't always easy especially when we played six games but i mean looking back on it you know you kind of just got to be grateful that you did get to play six games there's a lot of leagues out there that didn't even play a single game so I'm, even exactly. though it does suck you know it, it, you got to be on the ice it's good to get just a yeah, little bit of hockey hundred percent. Yeah. No, very. It, we were lucky enough to be some of the kids that actually did continue to practice too. Like <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were, we, we were at a great facility, uh, you know, Canada Olympic park. I don't know if you would, it, it was the home of the 88 Olympics in Calgary. That My was goodness. our, that was our home base. Uh, Quick for hockey and for school so uh i mean it was it was good being there surrounded by tons of you know athletes. olympic athletes trainees everything it was it, it was a good environment to play hockey and go to school i think yeah i know it gets kind of hard out there not being able to uh not being able to be on the ice as much as you want especially when you get back on it after like a, even like a three-week hiatus i remember our first training camp after the season last year our boys Weston Olson and Caleb Travis out there, they were just gassed out there after a single line shift. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, the, the guys down here did a pretty good job of getting us busy again. We, uh, you know, Mikey, our, one of our guys here, ran a beautiful beach workout for us. And the resilience. Yeah, yeah. The and our trainers are resilient. 
yeah, they're doing they're doing good things for us here, whipping us back into playing form. Once again, big shout out to Resilient Fitness. A lot of things couldn't get done without their help, so it's really good to have them around this season. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, the the coaches there have been great about you know helping me with my injury right now and trying to keep me mobile and keep me stable there. So that's been really good. Developing every day. Yeah. All right, boys, I know you're about to get on the ice, so I'll let you finish wrapping your sticks up and whatnot. Uh, but last question for both of you guys. If you could choose one player to be your line mate, it could be a current player or a player from the past, who would it be? It could be a forward, defenseman, oh, wow. somebody, somebody back between the pipes. Um, I don't know if you know this as well, but I grew up as a defenseman. I played, I played as a D-man just about my whole life in hockey up until about, uh, I guess, year and a half, two years ago. So I got to go with good old Bobby Orr. He was a beast all around out there. So I'll say Bobby Orr, number four. Solid pick, solid pick. And also, if you ever get the chance to read Bobby Orr's book, great book. Oh, man, I... Didn't, with all the concussions, I didn't think you knew how to read a book anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Maybe, um, hmm, maybe Chichu. Do you know who that is when he played for the San Jose Shark? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chichu. Yeah. Man, he was a scrappy dude, too. Like, I remember playing all the video games <laughs> when I was growing up, and I didn't really know all the player names yet, and I was doing fantasy drafts. I'd always pick him because he had a sick name, and I- you know the sharks have sweet jerseys so that's awesome that's a great pick um but boys thank you for joining us here this evening um i'll let you guys go and good luck this weekend against long beach thank you very much yeah thanks for having us thank you for having us anytime boys anytime all right appreciate it guys thanks have a good night good night peace out you boys And that was Jordan MacArthur and Marcus Dixon joining us here into the den. Austin, usually we save those uh, big next game previews for after the interviews, but got a little too excited, did that before. Um, (laughs) So wanted to go back to that a little bit. Uh, Long Beach Shredders coming up at Lakewood Ice, as you said. Big two games for both teams. Sabres got to be expecting a couple wins, at least going to overtime in both games at the very least. And I think that's very attainable for this team. And hearing from Jordan and Marcus there, I think that they're on the same page. Yeah, definitely. It's good to hear that they're on the same page, too. You love to see that camaraderie between the guys, even though it's only been a little bit of time. And, you know, going up there, so much trouble in the LBC until the Sabres come rolling up in from SD. So, you know, it's going to be a good series. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. Oh, man, I am super stoked, as I say every week. And I just can't be more excited to see these boys take on the Long Beach Shredders. I'm not going to do the whole rest. You know what I mean. Oh, you mean the Long Beach Shredder Lanch of Ontario, formerly of Anaheim, now residing in Lakewood? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, hashtag super stoked for this weekend. Um, I think that's all we got for you guys this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in, as always, everybody that's listened before and everybody that's coming in for the first time this week. We'll be back next week to recap this upcoming and at that point previous series against Long Beach and to preview the upcoming series and, of course, have a couple more player interviews for you. So my name is Andrew Allegre. My name is Austin Allegre. Thank you for joining us on this trip into the den.
We'll see you guys next time.